Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I'm back. Listen, check this out. You know, all week long, there's been a lot of things going on. Oh, wait. What's today's date? Today's date is June 28th, 2018, here in beautiful Georgia. 
United States of America, planet Earth, the third planet from the sun. And, of course, I am your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, Ph.D., History. So, uh, let's get started. You know, there's been so much going on in the media lately, so much going on with my man and yours, Donald J. Trump, Donald John Trump, mm-hmm. President of the United States. Nobody thought it would happen, not even me, but hey, here he is, and he's doing the damn thing. He's doing everything he said he would do, and I, I love it so much. And you know what's even better? What's, what's a bonus here is that he is completely erasing everything, every single thing that that other guy before him – I don't like to say the devil's name out loud – Everything that other guy came before him, he's just completely erasing everything that he that he's done, and, and I love it so much. And I know that's got to be grating on that dude's nerves. That's got to be bothering him so bad. But hey, let's get started here. Let's talk about Maxine, Mad Maxine Waters, the Aunt Esther of Congress. She is making a mess out there, folks, for the Democrat Party. Folks have got to be like beside themselves saying, what the hell is going on? We thought we were going to have this, this blue wave coming in and, and, and that we were going to retake Congress and, and retake the Senate, and, and it was all going to be good, but, uh, but the economy's booming. Uh, Donald Trump is doing the damn thing internationally and here on our home soil. He is batting 1,000, folks. He is doing such a great job, and there's nothing the Democrats can do about it. So out comes Maxine Waters, acting as crazy as she wants to be, just way out there. So, But who? Maxine Waters. Well, her name, Maxine more Waters, birth date, 15 August, 1938. Her birthplace was St. Louis, Missouri. She's a Leo, folks. Nationality, American, hmm, ethnicity. She's black. I don't do that whole African-American thing. You guys know that. She's black. Profession, politician. Is she dating? No, she's married twice. To Sid Williams the first time, and that unlucky guy as number two in the number two spot is Edward Waters. Children, Edward and Karen Waters. Annual salary, 170000 Net worth, $5 million. Where did she get all that bread? You know, I've got to run for Congress because, frankly... That's the only way I'm going to get rich, I can see. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's our girl, Maxine. But let's give a listen to some of her <laughs> – let's give a listen to some of her, her greatest hits. Anybody want to hear it? Because I got a bunch of them. I mean, I've got so many that I don't even know – where to begin <laughs> all right let's start with maxine waters no 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 a brief history 
of Maxine Waters. Let's put it out there. Take a listen to this. I don't believe anything that Donald Trump says. I don't trust him. I don't believe him. I have no intentions of sitting down with him. I oppose this president. I do not honor this president. I do not respect this president. If he invited you to the White House to meet on common ground? Oh, no, I won't go. I'm not going to sit down with him. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not pretending. And in this ceremony, people laugh, they smile, they shake hands, they hug each other, they honor the president. I'm not about any of that. Well, I hope he's not there for four years. Trump has the Kremlin clan surrounding him. I want to talk about this Kremlin clan. Kremlin clan. And the fact that uh, he is wrapping his arms around Putin, puts the question squarely on the table whether or not he should be impeached. My greatest desire is to lead him right into impeachment. I have not called for the impeachment yet. He's doing it himself. Leads to the possibility of impeachment. Impeach, 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 impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. If we can prove collusion that he is impeachable, a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but I do. He pictures of Boehner and Cantor on our screens. Don't ever let me see again in life those Republicans in our hall. These are demons. And I basically said to him, uh, you know, you worked very hard. Uh, you became the speaker. You have really been quite successful uh, in your career, and I'm proud of you. This liberal will be all about socializing. Uh, um, yeah. Would be about Basically, taking over and the government running all of your companies. It's all catching up with Bill O'Reilly and that sexual harassment enterprise that they created over there at Fox. Are you going to say to Fox News when they try and choke us, wow. lie on us, undermine us, wow. and destroy us, we're going to turn the television off on you. They need to go to jail. Uh, Bill O'Reilly needs to go to jail. This is a bunch of scumbags. That's what they are. Those are very We're strong all words, organized around making money. As far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell. This billionaire wannabe straight teacher. And I intend to have a get there. The Republicans were out there having a great time. They were laughing. They were waving the American flag. They were egging them on. And I thought that was outrageous behavior. It's classified and we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. That's it. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. Wow. <laughs> what do you think about that? Maxine is out there where the buses don't run. But you know what? That's good for us. That is so good for the Republican Party right now. With the elections, the midterm elections coming around in just a few months. What? Would we at June... July, August, September, bam, three months. The election's coming around. And it, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, folks. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that um, 
that this is all going to work out in our favor. Maxine Waters has gone and jumped the damn shark. I mean, she's just gone too far, and even the Democrats are trying to trying to reel her in. So without further ado, let's go over some of the things that, that Maxine Waters has said, because she's known to speak her mind, but it's causing the Democrats so much trouble. All right, so even before President Trump was elected, here are some of the things that Maxine Waters said about the Tea Party back in 2011, of which I am a member. She said, and I quote, I am not afraid of anybody. This is a tough game. You can't be intimidated. You can't be frightened. And as far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell, end quote. Wow. And what was the context of those remarks? She was addressing her supporters in Inglewood, California. But, 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 folks, that's actually mild compared to some of the comments she made about the current sitting president and members of his administration, President Donald J. John Trump. Waters even admitted in February 2018 that, and I quote, I do say outrageous things sometimes, end quote. And then she went on to say, and I quote, I found out that people love me to say it. Hmm, not exactly stellar grammar there. And it's sometimes that they want, and, and it's something that they want to say. Or they've been thinking about. But they just never had the courage to say it, end quote. Whether people agree or disagree with the chief executive policy, platforms or statements, one would think an elected official of this country would show a little more a little more civility. But here, ten of Representative Muddy, Dirty, Filthy Waters' wildest statements aimed either at Trump or his officials. Number one, already you have members of your cabinet that have been booed out of restaurants who have protesters taking up at their house who sang no peace. No sleep, no peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle. I wonder what battle that is. What is the battle? So let's stay on let's stay the course, she went on to say. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere. Mr. President, we will see you every day, every hour of the day, everywhere that <laughs> – Everywhere that we are to let you – see, I, I, the grammar thing, 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble with her, with her grammar here. So I'm just kind of putting it out there and just kind of, I don't know. So let me, let me just go ahead and continue. I'm because I'm reading this here. I'm, I'm reading it and the grammar's just, just, just getting to me. All right. Let me start again. Mr. President, we will see you every day, every hour of the day, everywhere that we are to let you know you cannot get away with this. What is he getting away with, folks? Spoken on June 23rd, 2018, at a rally outside a federal office building in Los Angeles. As waters call for pressure on the Trump administration over its now terminated policy that separated immigrant families at the U.S.-Mexico border. Now, a lot of folks don't know this, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. You know, we had a policy where this has been going on all eight years of the previous administration and into back into the Bush administration. They just simply had a process where they'd catch you, and then they'd release you and give you a summons to come to court. They put you on an ankle monitor, and you had to, you had to come to court. But the policy continued. What President Trump did was he just said, I'm going to head and I'm going to, I'm going to enforce the law. So when we catch you, we're not going to let you go. We're going to hold on to you. And so what's, what's happened was – what had happened was a lot of these folks from Mexico, from Guatemala, from, from, from a couple of other South American countries, instead of showing up with their children, they would simply send their children on these long, arduous, dangerous journeys to the border. And once the children were caught, or if the children made it across, then the parent felt safe in coming across because what, what they were told to say was that my child is here. And they knew that, or they thought that the U.S. government would not allow for the separation of a mother or father or both and their child. So they would have entry into the United States because the child made it across. So when the so now when the child made when the children make it across the border, mom and dad are nowhere to be found because they're like miles and miles away, sometimes hundreds or even thousands of miles away. So the children are held with no parent. So now when the parent shows up, the child's already someplace else. While mom or dad or mom and dad are being detained. And that's what's created this separation. It's not a matter, as some people believe, as some, some liberals believe that, well, you've got mom, you've got a baby or a little one, and they've been pulled apart. The child's been taken over here. While mom is over here, these are bad parents to begin with. What mom, what mother is going to send her child ahead of her to face the dangers of being out in the wilderness or on roads, etc., 
to cross the U.S. border without her. What, what parent does that? What, what parent sends their child into harm's way to cross the border alone? That's what's happening, folks. So we've got Maxine Waters and others who are harassing the administration. I'll tell you what, Max, sweetie. If I were a member of the, of the Trump administration and some clown walks up and got in my face, he would take an ass whooping. There's only so much space before you get into personal space. And once once you've crossed that line, game over or game on. So I'm sure that there are quite a few folks out there who think like I do. Now, yeah, the Republicans who are in the Trump administration who have responded in a very civil fashion, as they should. But I'm going to tell you right here and now, I am a Trump supporter. And and I I really wish that a Democrat, a liberal, a liberal moron, because that's what you'd have to be, get in my face and start screaming at me. Please, I really wish you would. Yes. Please do. Because whomever the unfortunate individual is, he's going to take a serious ass whooping. And I am going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, my bail will already be posted, so I'm good. And I'll claim self-defense. Got too close. You invaded my personal space. I felt threatened. I feared for my life. I feared for my safety. So I had to beat the hell out of this fool because he got too close. I defended myself. That's what I'll say. But let's 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 bring it down. Let's bring it down, down, down a notch. Liberals. They all get caught up in their feelings, don't they? They yell at you. They scream. They shout. They curse you. They show up at other politicians' homes. They show up at politicians' homes, uh, the members of the opposing party, and scream till all hours of the night. No justice, no sleep, no peace, no sleep, blah, blah, blah. Think about it. How many times have you heard a Republican getting up out of his nice, warm, cozy bed with his beautiful wife and going out in the middle of the night to, say, Nancy Pelosi's house or Maxine Waters' house and screaming at the top of their lungs, no peace, no sleep, and all that craziness. Republicans simply don't behave in that fashion. 
Democrats, liberals, for the most part, prefer to feel. Whenever you talk to a liberal, how many times have you heard a liberal say, I think, or I believe? No, I feel. I feel like this, or I feel this way. And they get all hurt. And for a Republican, conservative such as myself, of course, my white friends who are liberals and my black friends who are liberals, they simply can't understand it. They'll say, don't you know you're black? You don't understand your history. You need to learn your history. And that's a show we're going to get into next week about our history. The racist history of the Democrat Party is what that show is called. So I would like for you to tune in on that one. And call in if you wish. And we'll talk all about it. But here's the thing. Check this out. Um, I'm called a sellout. Uncle Tom, all kinds of names. Right now, there is a veteran who has vowed to run against Dirty Waters in her next election. That veteran is a black man. He's going to run against Muddy waters, dirty waters, filthy waters, and try to take her seat as a Republican. You know what kind of pushback he's going to get, right? It's going to be merciless. Maxine Waters has gone over the edge. She's calling on her supporters to confront Trump, the Trump administration, the officials involved, the officials, the staffers, in public. And she's receiving mucho backlash for it, too. We all know she's a crackpot. But this is truly berserk and dangerous. A sitting member of Congress, folks, urging mobs to attack senior members of the government. Now, a CNN panel agreed that Mad Maxine, dirty waters, has gone too far and that her rants and her craziness is helping the Trump campaign. Real Clear Politics editor A.B. Stoddard kicked off the CNN panel, a CNN panel, by pointing out that Waters is set to take over a highly important position in the House as chair of the Financial Services Committee. And she's doing everything she can to prevent her own promotion. He went on to say, uh, A.B. Stoddard, that this is beyond overreach. It is so outrageous that she is trying to motivate voters to hear her side, 
to be as divisive as President Trump, to motivate voters on her side to be as divisive as President Trump. He went on to say that I find it really unbelievable that this is the kind of thing they're trying to stoke this mob mentality on the left. It is the exact thing that will drive turnout on the other side. He went on to say, and I quote, people end up behaving like the president and they shoot themselves in the foot. End quote. Think about this. Maxine, President Trump is absolutely right. Maxine is our greatest gift. He is, she is a great gift to the Republican Party. She is a fantastic gift for the upcoming midterm elections. I simply I, – I, I, you know, a lot of folks get mad. They're, they're upset. They, get, they, they become upset when she gets out and she says these things. But those of us who know, who follow politics, well, we salivate. We love it. Keep on talking, Maxine. Keep on talking, Nancy Pelosi. Keep on talking, crying Chuck Schumer. We We love it. <laughs> we're going to take a few moments break. We're going, to, we're going to take a couple breaks, and we'll come right back, and then we'll talk a little bit more about this craziness that's going on in the political realm these days. Folks are just beside themselves that Donald J. Trump is president of the United States. They have no idea what to do, folks. They, they, don't, they don't know what to do. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 646-668-8678. We'll be right back. This is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the WOW Radio Network. This is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Conservative Report, weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the WOW Radio Network. Of the 535 lawmakers on D.C., uh, Tucker, she's the only one, to my knowledge, who's written a letter to Fidel Castro urging him not to send back a woman uh, who murdered a New Jersey state trooper, escaped, fled to Cuba. Congress passed a resolution urging Castro to return her. She wrote a letter to Castro. Uh, she's a, the, the woman who escaped is a former Black Panther. She likened her to a freedom fighter, accused her of being a victim of the criminal justice system, and urged Castro not to return her to America. The woman, uh, Joanne Chesimar, remains uh, at the top of New Jersey's most wanted list, and Maxine Waters urged Castro not to send her back. 
That's point one. Second one is she falsely accused the CIA of basically fomenting the crack cocaine epidemic in the 80s yeah. and the 90s in the inner city. Uh, a argument that's been debunked by the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the LA Times. And of course, she had a meeting with uh, the then Secretary of Treasury, urging him during the financial meltdown to bail out minority-owned banks without informing him that she and her husband had a financial interest in one of said minority banks, for which she was investigated by the House for ethics violation, played the race card. The uh, violation, therefore, went supernova. It is one of the reasons, Tucker, why one of the left-wing groups, uh, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, constantly labels her as one of the most corrupt politicians on, in Washington, D.C. Identify with a witness if because the gentleman I've had the same feelings so people question Mr. Chairman, please. Out of order. Right the gentleman is out of order. I don't, I don't think Ms. Waters has anything to do with this line of question, Mr. Chairman. I most Mr. certainly Waters do. I have to do, looks upon herself I have as the to do with the White House. I have the right to ask questions. You had your chance. Why don't you just sit there? You are out of order. You are always out of order. You are out of order. Shut up. What was that? What was the last remark? Mr. Oh, I didn't hear. I'd like to hear it again. Oh, yes. Uh, I Mr. find Mr. it very Mr. interesting. I would like you to say it again. You heard what I said. I, heard. I didn't hear it. I said you're out of order. Okay. I said you're always out of order. Okay. And Mr. I think the director will speak for itself. And I just... Mr. King, you are out of order, Mr. Mr. Chairman. I don't think anyone needs... Order, Mr. Chairman. Butting in all the time. No one cares when you're the witness. Nobody cares about you. Order, Mr. Chairman. Madam Chairwoman, the day is over when men can badger and intimidate women, Speaker, marginalize the them, words and keep down. them from speaking. I am pleased I was able to come to Madam her defense. Speaker, I demand we are now in this house. Well, the we are members of this house. Well, the we will not allow men to intimidate us Madam Speaker, and to keep I us from speaking. The gentlewoman must suspend. Madam Chairwoman, thank you again. You see a man who doesn't stand shut up of a woman. You must stand, Madam Chair, ladies, you do ever tell me. Madam Speaker, I demand the Sergeant at Arms bring the gentlewoman to her feet. Do you ever see men do this to other men? Demand the gentlewoman comply with the rules of this house. It is only when a woman attempts to speak. Gentlewoman from California, you must stand. It is only when a woman attempts to exercise her rights in this house. Madam Speaker, I demand. You do not have this kind of intimidation. You must suspend, from California. This is you a fine example stand. of what they tried to do you to us. Stand. I am Madam pleased Speaker, I move this house to now that I was able to... You mentioned this to me yesterday. When is it that lawmakers are going to start reading the legislation that they actually pass? I mean, this was a problem before even the Iraq war, that people didn't read the national intelligence estimate. And then you have a stimulus package, over $800 billion, and you got members of Congress voting on it, and they haven't read it? Oh, when yes. is that going to end? Well, the fact of the matter is you don't read everything. I don't read everything. What we do is we read what we consider the most important aspects of the bill. How much money is being spent in this bill? Who's going to benefit from the money that's spent in this bill? Our staff break it up into different parts. They read it. They feed information to us. There are millions of pages of information. All right, so in other words, she doesn't do a damn thing. She doesn't read the bill. She counts on somebody to give her a, I guess, cliff notes. And you just heard how she just went completely off, behaved completely irrationally. I'm surprised that that James Brown wig that she wears didn't just fall right on off. 
Literally, I'm surprised that she did not flip her wig. And besides that, if I'm worth $5 million, my net worth is $5 million, and I live in a four-point blank million-dollar home, and I'm making $170,000 a year, one would think, well, one would think that Muddy Waters would be able to afford a proper wig or a weave or just wear your hair natural. She she likes to talk about being black and being a strong black woman. She says it every single time she gets on television. I'm a strong black woman. Well, take the wig off, sweetie. Take the wig off because everybody in the whole world knows it's a wig and it really looks cheap. It's the cheapest wig I've seen in a long time. Go ahead and wear your hair natural. Why not? If you don't like white people as as much as I'm 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 gathering, why are you trying to look like a white woman? Because the way I see it, if you're wearing a a wig like the one she wears, and it's all like feathered and it's hideous, yes, and it's it's a wig. Everybody in the whole world knows she's wearing a wig. She looks like James Brown. No. James Brown's prettier than Muddy Waters. Even right now, in the box he's in, in the ground somewhere, he's much better looking than she is right now. But listen, here's the thing. Take the wig off, honey. You don't like white people. And everybody's racist, in your view. She's thrown the race card out so many times that she can never claim racism again where anyone will take her seriously. Anybody who disagrees with her is a racist. In 1999, Waters led a delegation of six congressional black caucus members on a fact-finding mission to take a leading role in introducing legislation to change current U.S. policies toward Cuba. She advanced no advocacy for the many black political prisoners in Castro's jail. No, not one. The next year, when Castro visited Harlem's Riverside Church, Mortars joined a throng of American leftists yelling, Viva Fidel! Castro said he knew he said that he knew would find my best friends on that visit. Down in Cuba, the assembly to promote the civil society was pushing for democracy in the nation without free election in half a century. Maxine Waters was one of only 22 House members to vote against H.R. 193, which urged the Bush administration to actively oppose any attempt by the Castro regime to repress 
or punish organizers and participants. Wow. This woman is out there. I mean, how can anyone, anyone at all, say that they they stand by this woman? All right. The United States holds free elections. But Maxine Waters also says, she said in 2016, uh, said of, of, of Donald Trump, the 2016 um, winner, that he is not my president. And as our president tweeted Monday, quote, she just she has just called for harm to supporters, of which there are many, of the Make America Great Again movement. Be careful what you wish for, Max, end quote. And that's exactly right. When you call for citizens, other citizens, to get in the faces of administration officials, what do you think is going to happen when I go down and step to my local Publix in my Make America Great Again hat or in my Donald Trump Make America Great Again t-shirt? What happens when I head over to the Piggly Wiggly or when I head down to my local park? Because I don't think that these threats of harassment will only will extend only to Trump officials. You see, I believe that these clowns are so fanatical that they'll step to me or you or anybody who supports Donald John Trump. None of us are safe because a representative of our nation's government, a member of Congress, a sitting member of Congress has said, go out and harass people. Now, yes, she said go out and harass Trump officials. But Trump officials are Trump supporters, one would assume, right? I am a Trump supporter. Do you believe for a minute that that harassment call doesn't extend to me or you if you're a Trump supporter? Of course it does. But you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to be dressed down in Trump gear. I'm going to dress down in Trump gear. I'm going to have my Trump hat on, my Trump t-shirt. Hell, if I had Trump trousers, I'd wear those too. I got some Trump socks. And I am going to wear my America Great Again cover, because Marines call hats covers, wear my cover to the liberal Starbucks up the street here. And I'm just going to sit down in my Trump t-shirt with my Trump button, with my Trump Make America Great Again cover on. And let's just see what happens. And I'll report back. I'll report back to you guys on Monday and let you know what happened 
In fact, I'm going to wear my Make America Great Again gear all weekend long, all weekend long, and I'll report back. Let's see how it all goes down. It should be fun. You want to join me? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, let's go ahead because we're not quite done yet. Let's throw out some more uh, Maxine Waters' greatest hits. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Be right back. Check this out. Uh, That is, of course, Maxine Waters, California Democrat. Um, Kind of sounding like a broken record. She's got a theme there. Impeach him. I figure you probably got that. Um, She's been calling for his impeachment over and over again, right from the beginning. And and the new reason right now, anyway, she says we must impeach him because of his decision to pull out of the Iran nuclear deal. And she says, and I quote, Trump further isolating the United States thinks he knows better than our negotiators and all of our global allies who agreed to the Iran deal. How long do we have to suffer his gigantic ego and narcissistic behavior? Impeachment is the only answer. But uh, here's the thing, Ms. Waters. uh, You've been trying to impeach the president ever since he was elected. Before you even knew what his policy was actually going to be, I get you may not like him, but... You wanted to impeach before you even understood what he was going to do. Members of your own party are are urging you to quiet down. So is this really getting you anywhere? Aren't you just running the risk of continuing to divide our country with this nonsense? Joining me right now, Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Congressman, um, I don't know if people respect that. I'll, I'll be honest, because... It's one thing to say you don't believe in the policies, and I get it, she doesn't like what he did in Iran, but she's been calling for this ever since he got elected, which to me sounds like you're basically thumbing your nose at the American people saying, I don't respect and I don't care about who you voted for. I know better. Impeach him. Well... Maxine Waters has become the chicken little of the Democratic Party. She keeps saying the sky's falling, the sky's falling. She wanted to impeach Trump over Russia, over Iran, over someone spilling a glass of milk at the White House. (laughs) I mean, it just is ridiculous. And this is loser talk, Trish. This is what people say when they can't win elections. All the American people know is that unemployment is down at 3.9%. Over 5 million Americans have gotten bonuses as a result of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. The president is implementing work requirements requirements so that we get folks into the workforce and contributing to the economy. And oh, by the way, he's possibly about to end nearly a half century of war on the Korean Peninsula if we're able to pull this deal off. So we're almost getting tired of winning. The president's winning so much. And Maxine Waters continues the loser talk of the Democrats who can't seem to be able to win elections. Well, I I like the glass half full approach. I mean, that's actually the kind of person I just naturally am. And I think that most Americans naturally are. I mean, we we like to be optimistic. We like to believe in our future. And the the, the Democratic Party just increasingly, as this party of no, is seeming as though, Representative, they don't believe in us. They don't believe in what we can be. And and I don't think that's going to to play come 18. Um, But how are you guys prepared to sort of confront this? Um, Because if they were to succeed, you might have some real problems. Well, we cannot allow the Democrats to continue to obstruct the Trump agenda. 
We've got to charge forward. And frankly, we need more leaders in Congress willing to take the bold risks that the president is willing to take that ultimately have inured to the benefit of the American people. You know, everyone said, oh, the president couldn't move our embassy to Jerusalem. Well, he's going to, and the world's going to be a better place as a result. Everyone said, oh, it'd be horrible if the president even contemplated a meeting with Kim Jong-un. Now we've got three Americans that were held hostage that are back with their families in our country. And so time and again, the president's bold action has been uh, the, the real driving force of change in this town. And I intend to be one of the members of Congress that supports him completely. And I hope Maxine Waters keeps running her mouth. This is a gift, because while we're talking about improvements of quality of life for Americans, restoring Americans' prestige in the world, Maxine Waters has no economic message. She has no message that will help people uh, be more prosperous and more encouraged. And so they have to keep obstructing because they can't, uh, they can't create that positive positive energy that the president is creating. Well, you know, we're, we're going to, I want to have her on this program. I want to hear what she has to say in, in defense of herself, given what you just said, Congressman. I, I'd like to understand it a little bit better because, um, as you say, I mean, you, you really, you, people want action. They want to mm -hmm. see something being done. And I don't think you can continue to resist this long. But uh, we'll, We'll put a call in. We'll see if she'll come on, all right? Congressman I'll Gates. Come too. You'll come to. Oh, it'll be fun. We'll have a big party. All right, so what do you think of that? I mean, she's the gift that just keeps on giving, and she's just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And you know what? She's not the only one. All across the United States of America, we have liberals who are losing their minds. I have friends who say things like, oh, Trump can't talk. He can't speak. He doesn't speak well. He's an idiot. He's stupid. He's this. He's that. And you know, I don't say this out loud to any of my liberal friends who say these things, but they don't speak well at all. Most of them can barely understand what the hell they're saying. And they use words out of context. And most of them are like, I don't know, should I say this? They're, they're dirt poor. A lot of them, they don't have any bread. Um, Didn't graduate from college, a lot of them. You know? So you, you wonder, you know, where is this all coming from? And then when I say, well, you know, he speaks like a New Yorker. He's from New York. And frankly, I'm going to be honest with you right here and now. Most of the New Yorkers that I know, no, every single one, speaks the same way. They'll repeat what they just said, and they talk. And I find it interesting because I didn't notice – I'm going I'm to tell you, I didn't notice until after Trump became president that he speaks the way my New Yorker friends speak. They all sound the same. So I point this out. I've got a couple of friends from New York who – can't stand Trump. And they'll talk about how he speaks. 
you know, the the the, the dialect, uh, the words he uses, that sort of thing. And I have to point out to them, he sounds just like you do right now. No, he doesn't. They say he doesn't. He can't. He can't. He needs somebody to speak for him. But they don't use the word speak. He needs somebody to talk for him. To talk for him. He needs somebody to talk for him. I can't do the New York accent. I know. But that's what he that's what he does. And that's what they do. They all sound like him. But yet they'll swear up and down that he can't speak English, that he's an idiot. You know, same thing they did with Bush. With W. They'll cite his diction or lack thereof or a mispronounced word here or there as evidence that he is a moron. When the majority of the people who say these things are working over at the Walmart or on some other in some other low paying job is not educated in terms of a college education. We can say that my man Trump graduated from the Wharton School of Business. He attended the New York Military Academy. Rich all to be damned, no matter how many bankruptcies he's gone through, he's still a hell of a lot richer than any of the people who that I know who say such bad things about him. And, I, and a bunch of names come to mind right now. So let the man do his thing. He's doing a great job. I'm very proud of him. A lot of people are proud of him. And I have so many um, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Muddy Waters, uh, (laughs) uh, audio clips here that I just don't have time to play them all. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go a brief commercial. I'm going to come back. We're going to play one more. Then we're going to wrap things up for tonight. And then we'll come back on Monday. Remember, all weekend long, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be wearing my Trump gear. I'm going to be Trump down to the max. If I could find some Trump draws, I will find them. I'll put them on. Trump underwear, I put them on. I'm going to be Trump geared to the max. All weekend long. Step to me, liberals. Come my way. If you do, it's going to be a bad day for you. Guaranteed. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Born to those who pledged their lives in sacred honor, was smiled upon by God and freed from chains and iron collar, he is held aloft on unity and by history revered for preserving peace through strength his wings now reach across two hundred years. But for each of those in one year more, God has smiled upon the core from the Barbary coast to the eastern sand by sword, by gun, or by bare hand. So it's been and shall be weighed, though many are born, few are made. Faithful always they shall remain, dogs to loose when war is waged. 
Jones as he kicks off primetime with the Sit Reps. Weekdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Dr. C. Robert Jones is a retired Marine officer with a Ph.D. in history, and he keeps up with the day-to-day events and analyzes and explains with historical facts and in an informed opinion. Gojo Media is dynamic and fresh, so please catch the Situation Report every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Maxine Waters, a Democratic congressman, gets so rich. Waters has held elected office for pretty much continuously 40 years. She represents one of the poorest districts in California. Yet somehow she lives in a $4.3 million mansion in one of the richest and whitest neighborhoods in L.A., which, by the way, is not even in her own district. Now, we're not alleging wrongdoing here, but really, how did that happen? The New York Times talked to Waters recently, and here's how she responded to this show in our question. Quoting now. I own several properties. The way he, me, talked about it is, what right does an African-American woman have to do well? He doesn't know anything about my investments, about the house that I've lived in for 25, 30 years. This idea of how could she afford that is racist, and I just dismiss it. In other words, we're bigots for asking the question. Are you surprised? What else was she going to say? By the way, it doesn't look like she's lived in that house for 25 or 30 years. Real estate records suggest she just bought it 13 years ago and has spent an awful lot since to remodel it. So again, where'd the money come from? Maybe she borrowed it from relatives. Since 2006, Waters has paid her own daughter $600,000 from campaign funds. Then there's her husband, who was once a director of One United Bank. Never heard of it? Well, in 2008, One United Bank got a $12 million taxpayer bailout after Waters encouraged the Treasury Department to take up the case. At the time, she did not disclose that her husband had worked there or that she still had stock holdings in that bank. Maybe those were the investments she mentioned. Or maybe she was referring to the more than $1 million the L.A. Times reported that her family has made by doing business with companies and people she's helped in Congress. By the way, that was almost 20 years ago. Now, some people think all this looks a little unseemly, if not criminal. One liberal group ranked Waters as among the most corrupt members of Congress. We are withholding judgment on that, despite the congresswoman's name-calling, but we really would like a real answer. We've asked Waters to appear on this show many times to explain, and we're going to keep asking. Tonight from Washington, The Five is live starting now. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Could 2020 be the year of Queen? All right, so we were just about to go into another another uh, audio segment before I put a halt to it. Um, folks, here, listen to this, and I quote, No longer can members of Congress particularly Republicans, stand with such a dangerous, disturbed, and deceitful man who is a threat to everything for which America, the greatest democracy on earth, stands. Waters said this in a January 2018 statement reacting to Trump's alleged controversial rhetoric about shithole countries. She went on to say that Congress has a constitutional responsibility to impeach him without delay. 
a couple of things stand out here. Greatest democracy on earth. And he is a threat to everything for which America, the greatest democracy on earth, stands. But even you liberals can note or should note that this woman is is gone too far. She's completely unhinged. She simply can't stand Trump. In fact, I don't I don't know what's in her heart. But it seems to me that she she hates him. She's calling him a disturbed deceitful man, but she's urging people to disrupt his administration by getting in the faces of people who are aligned with him or people who work for him. I find this to be just the oddest thing. Don't you? It's the craziest thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm at, even me. I'm at a, I'm, I'm at a loss for words about how this is all playing out. It simply makes no sense. Now, she said today and yesterday again. She's doubling down that it was Trump who started it by inciting folks who were on the campaign trail who were at his rallies to punch this person or that person. Okay, so if you abhor everything that Trump stands for and what he's all about, why do why are you responding in kind? That's the part that really gets to me. So you're saying because what she's really saying is he you started it. So I'm going to go ahead and behave just like you. And if you were going to, way back a year ago during the campaign, suggest that if so-and-so, if you punch so-and-so, I'll pay your bail, etc., etc., and he said some other things. Now I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing to you. You're a 700-year-old woman wearing a James Brown wig and yet you're behaving like you're on the schoolyard. Wow. It's crazy. It it's it's <laughs> I don't know, man. We're, let, let's do let's do one more. We got Larry Elder, and we're gonna hear what he has to say, and then we're gonna wrap it up for the night, and we're gonna get back on Monday.
and I'm going to let you know the results of my uh, my experiment. So let's take a listen to this. Tell me what you think, because a lot of times, you know, I know you guys are real busy. You got a lot going on. And you don't really have time to catch some of these things that are that are going around the news. So so check this out. Let me know what you think about this. Could 2020 be the year of Queen Maxine? California Congresswoman Maxine Waters is a champion of the anti-Trump movement, Los Angeles rioters. And now this Sunday, she's paying a visit to the Granite State, New Hampshire. That can only mean one thing, of course, given that it's a long way from her district. She's running for president. Certainly the inauguration is a way of welcoming in someone to the presidency and honoring them and respecting them. I don't honor him, I don't respect him, and I don't want to be involved with it. And so I'm questioning the patriotism of all of those Republicans who are allowing this president to side with Putin. I think that Jeff Sessions is very dangerous. I think he's a racist. This is a bunch of scumbags. That's what they are. This is going to put us a little bit further on our way to what I've been calling for for so long, and that is impeachment. Larry Elder is a radio show host (laughs) in Los Angeles, a proud son of that city. He knows Maxine Waters, and he joins us now for a preview of her presidential campaign. Larry, it's great to see you. Why she, I nice mean, is too. it fair to assume if she's going to New Hampshire, all the way from Hancock Park, where she lives in L.A., that she's thinking about running for president? Well, if she runs, she may have a few problems. Uh, of the 535 lawmakers on D.C., uh, Tucker, she's the only one, to my knowledge, who's written a letter to Fidel Castro urging him not to send back a woman uh, who murdered a New Jersey state trooper, escaped fled to Cuba. Congress passed a resolution urging Castro to return her. She wrote a letter to Castro. Uh, she's a, the, the woman who escaped is a former Black Panther. She likened her to a freedom fighter, accused her of being a victim of the criminal justice system, and urged Castro not to return her to America. The woman, uh, Joanne Chesimar, remains uh, at the top of New Jersey's most wanted list, mm. and Maxine Waters urged Castro not to send her back. That's point one. Second one is she falsely accused the CIA of basically fomenting the crack cocaine epidemic in the 80s and the 90s in the inner city, Uh, a argument that's been debunked by the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the L.A. Times. And, of course, she had a meeting with uh, the then Secretary of Treasury, urging him during the financial meltdown to bail out minority-owned banks without informing him that she and her husband had a financial interest in one of said minority banks, for which she was investigated by the House for ethics violation, played the race card. The uh, violation, therefore, went supernova. It is one of the reasons, Tucker, why one of the left-wing groups, uh, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, constantly labels her as one of the most corrupt politicians on, in Washington, D.C. Well, I, you know, I can't speak to that because I'm not an investigator, but she's certainly good with money because she's been in office for 40 years, I think continuously, 40 years this year. And lives yet in she lives in a $4.5 million <laughs> house in one of the richest, one of the nicest neighborhoods Come on, in L.A. She's a, she's, a true, she's a true stock investor. <laughs> how, do, how does she do that? Like, what, what's the... What, do you know the answer? It's, is it magic? I mean, how can I do something like that? I'll just give you the Harry Truman answer. When you go into politics, politics poor and you come out rich, you're stealing. <laughs> and, 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 Tucker, we haven't even talked about... That. 
We haven't even talked about her left-wing views, and they're no different than Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or Nancy Pelosi, but she champions herself, Maxine Waters does, as a champion of the inner city. So her, pol her policies for inner city black and brown people are particularly corrosive, I know. one of which, of course, is her opposition to vouchers. I went to a high school in the inner city, Tucker, called Crenshaw. If you saw yeah. the movie Boys in the Hood, that's my high school. Right now, 3% of the kids at that school can do math at grade level. But if you live across the street, you are mandated to send your kid to that school. Republicans want to give that person across the street a choice to say, hell no. Democrats want that person to send their child to that school no matter what. That alone is a reason that people ought to reconsider uh, Maxine Waters, uh, and black people in, in particular ought to reconsider their allegiance uh, to people like Maxine Waters that I are totally, doing a great deal I of totally damage to the agree. inner city. And if she runs for president, I hope you will be our Maxine Waters correspondent from L.A. She will, Larry, not, great to see she you will not get my vote. She won't get my vote. Yeah, but you can cover her for us. You'll be our man on the scene. I would love that. Thank you. Larry Elder. You got great it. Great to see you. All right. Welcome back to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I am here. And I got this person, uh, Sylvia who says that she is trying to listen to the show, but she can't log in on the website. She can't listen on her phone. She can't listen on her tablet. Blah, 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 blah. It's a big old mess. I think she is fibbing. I think that she hasn't tried to listen, and she's making an ass out of herself right now. So, Sylvia... Honey, if you want to listen to this show, it's simple. Call in, guest call in, 646-668-8678, and you'll be able to listen to the show. Or you can listen on Spreaker, you can listen on 365 Live, you can listen on a bunch of places. It will be wonderful. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap the show up, and I'm going to be back on Monday. I really want to thank you guys for listening, downloading the podcast. You can download it on Spreaker. You can download it on iTunes. You can download it on Blog Talk or listen on blogtalkradio.com, the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I know you guys have tons of things that you, you, you can spend your time doing, but if you choose to listen to my show, I certainly would appreciate it. Thank you so much, and hey, next time, call in, participate, come into the chat room. You'll have a great time, and it'll be time well spent because we'll get a chance to talk some politics for just a little while. All right, folks, I want to wish you a very, very happy weekend, and let's get together again on Monday. You've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm out. Somewhere over the rainbow Way up high There's a land That I've heard of once In a love Somewhere over the rainbow 
day The dreams that you dare to dream Really do come true Someday I'll wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops Way up above the chimney tops That's where you'll find me I know somewhere over the rainbow Yeah.